0: Guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Beard Man. And the bald eagle, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Insert sound effect.
1: (laughs) Oh, Lucas, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh. It was like above freezing. It's going to be above freezing for the next week. So I'm super psyched about that. You know, it's it's surprising how warm plus two can feel when you're used to like minus 25 or whatever for the last couple of weeks.
0: My kid tried to go out with a spring jacket this morning and argued with me. And I when when I called her back in because she made it out of the house, I called her back <laughs> and I just said, this is not an argument that we are having. It is still <laughs> winter. And then it began
1: dad well i must be uh you know kind of channeling harmony because i was all excited i was going to costco tonight and i said i reached my jacket and i was like "Mm, no and i put on a like i have this uh kind of really heavy like lined uh hoodie okay and it's it's called the sherpa and that's what i call it because that's what it's called and it's super warm like it is ridiculously warm so it's good but i was driving today driving home from school in my car had been sitting in the sun, you know, the plus two sun or whatever. But yeah, yeah. It, you know, it gets hot, and I had my big heavy duty Costco coat on, and I was about a kilometer down the street, and I had to start doing that awkward take off your, take off your coat while you're driving, try not to go into the ditch uh, maneuver. Yep, um, I succeeded in both taking off my jacket and not going into the ditch. Do
0: you think that's a a legal maneuver while driving?
1: Oh, I would doubt it. Um, <laughs> I mean. I don't know. you would have to be a real persnickety officer of the law who would be like, hey, "Hey, hey, hey, none of that." We should we should talk to your brother. He's an RCMP officer. He sure is. I'll have to ask him and find out. Um, I, when, when that distracted driving law came into effect, I was I was asking him like, "So, what are the, some of the things?" And I I feel like he told me that people got pulled over all the time, um, more than like like texting. Yes, but also. Um, for women putting on their makeup, like it's a huge thing because they're like late for work and they're like doing their makeup as they're, as they're going or whatever. Uh, and he also said that they were, there was some pushback against it because instead of people texting with their phone, like up, like at eye level so they could watch the road and the, uh, they're, and they're the hiding phone, it now. they were now texting like under the dash and looking down even more. I mean, I see that, but anyway, I thought that was an interesting little, uh, I never thought of that before. Do you have your phone with you? I sure do.
0: Will you do me a favor? When we move on to the next thing, will you please text him and, and find, I would like, I'd like to resolve this, is taking off your jacket while driving uh, under, you know, classified under the distracted driving? I sure can. All right. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Lucas, we received another five-star review. What? Another one? Another one. I it's funny because I went I wanted to go look and just double check before we started up with the episode and it said we had five reviews and I'm like hold on well I know my mom and I know Lucas and then there was (laughs) another one where where are these coming from and so we've received a five star review and to be men of integrity and honor. Uh, we're gonna read it on the air, like we said we would. Now, this one comes from user Musical Zebra ninety six, or if they're fancy, Musical Zebra ninety six. Not sure what the ninety six is. I'm assuming their birth year,
1: year, year, year of birth. Yeah. And so
0: I got to be honest. I've been trying to ferret out a lot of who this could be. Um, based on the year and some of the cues that they're hitting, but then there's some things that like totally throw me off. Then like I don't think that's this person. Anyway, let me read it to you. Seatbelts are better than biscuits. Yep, they sure are. I listened through Google Podcasts, but had to download iTunes and reset my password. Let's just hang there for a second in this listener. Like that's some work to do. You know what? That uh, we appreciate that because there's nothing worse than coming up. With incorrect password, do you want to reset your password? And going through all of that. So thank you very much. Yes. Uh, Continuing. So I could give this podcast the review that it deserves. This podcast makes me laugh, makes me think, and sometimes makes me want to cry just because it is just so Good. I'm not putting the emphasis, just so you know, listeners. <laughs> uh, they they capitalize the words and they put periods. There's a pause that happens after them. It's dr- dramatic reading here. <laughs> Always entertaining, encouraging, and uplifting. Whether I'm cleaning the kitchen, walking to work, or taking a casual stroll around the neighborhood, I feel like you got to read that one with a little higher emphasis in the voice. Yeah, kind go of you, you go know? for it. take a little you license Take a little casual stroll around the neighborhood. I used to put biscuits on my ears, but seatbelts have proven to be the better ride. And then, brackets. Also, I honestly thought Yahoo Answers was dead.
1: Thanks for bringing it back. Wow. So tell me something. You you said there's a few things that make you think you've kind of sussed out who it is. Yes. What just tell us this? What is the thing that's throwing you off? Like you have a certain person you think it is. What is the thing in here that makes you? think it might not be that person?
0: Cleaning, walking, casual
1: stroll. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> so now when that person comes up to you, and you should, listener, say, who'd you think it was? Uh, then you can see if you were right or not.
0: Yeah, I see. I Based on the year and the fact that they listened to another podcast, not a sponsor, um, but one that I listen to called Ear Biscuits. They have an Android device. I'm pretty sure I know who this is, but it really threw me... When they talk about cleaning the kitchen, walking to work, uh, I'm trying to think. Not real
1: big walkers, are these people?
0: Well, no, you know what I think? I I don't want to be disrespectful. I. I they walk and, and they work. It just, when I read it, I'm like, huh, is this who I think it is?
1: But then they Did brought the- drives like a Segway everywhere all the time? No,
0: no, 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 no. And- you know, leave it to us to bring something back from the dead. Interesting, though, I was when I read this and heard that they thought Yahoo Answers was dead, I was actually thinking, all the reading I do in Yahoo Answers is killing me on the inside.
1: <laughs> You're taking one for the team.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, well, so, Musical Zebra 96, we thank you for your review. Please make sure to leave more. And. If you could do us a favor, why don't you tell a friend about the podcast? You tell one. You tell one and just see what happens. Lucas, hit us with that hypothetical.
1: All right. The hypothetical this week is your parents were trying to have a child and were unable to, so they built a robot. This robot is perfectly human in every way. There's no way to tell that it's a robot. It's not any stronger, any smarter, any faster, has human flaws, human everything. There's no way you'd know it was a robot. Now, that robot is you. Would you want to know that you were a robot?
0: (sighs) Your setup really threw me because on the paper in front of me, it just says, if you were a robot, would you want to know? (laughs) There was a whole lot more. I thought I was ready until all the context.
1: (laughs) I really waxed on eloquently, didn't I? You did. You
0: did good, man. Uh, Wow. Okay, so in every way... You're human, except that your innards are made of metal.
1: Well, no, like you could be some kind of uh, what are, oh. what are they called in Marvel? Uh, uh, life model decoy or whatever, LMDs. Uh, what? So, there's there's sorry, you have to watch Agents of Shield, which I haven't done for a couple of years, but they had them in there. Basically, it's there's no way to tell these ones apart. Like, if you slice them open, it's it's all f- fake, it's not like gears and stuff inside, like you can still get through a metal detector.
0: Yeah, okay, because rats. Um uh, so are we ta- okay I still I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So is this mm. like nanotechnology that is creating organic matter that is making you up
1: or is do you understand what I'm saying like yeah cuz I mean the problem with the with the like super duper hard to figure out robots is they're basically just a clone. Right. And then what does that say
0: about the soul and spirit and
1: mm-hmm. Right, like, keep it
0: on the hypothetical, sir. Oh, okay, yes, sir. <laughs> um what I want to know Man, I've watched an awful lot of Star Trek and Stargate that have had these <laughs> situations. And in every case, they've wanted to know. Mm. You know? Now, that's, I mean, that's fiction. Because
1: <sighs> would it make you feel like less of like, I'm not really their son. I'm just some robot they scrambled together. <laughs> it's, it's scrambled a word. <laughs> it's one I stole from a different podcast. Oh, man. Um that is that
0: what this podcast really is? We just take a collection of things we like from other people, smack it into one thing, and get, get those reviews.
1: Change our name to Podcast Salad.
0: All right. <laughs> but I don't want to eat
1: it. Um <laughs> now I'll tell you one thing while you're pondering. This is one I have done with my students, and the funny thing was almost all of them jumped to the conclusion that, ooh, if I knew. If I knew I was a robot, I would be like extra strong. And ex- they just assumed if they knew it, they would all of a sudden unlock these hidden powers. Right. Uh, and I said, well, that's not for sure. I mean, maybe you
0: don't know that. Well, you got to think though. Okay, so if your parents are smart enough to create you with the flaws and with all that, upon realizing your true nature, you'd probably talk to your parents and go, hey, could you please get rid of this like tick in my eye that just keeps falling going, you know what I mean? Like if they, if they programmed you to have a weird blinking pattern and, and, uh, and you know, you could get that dealt with or, hmm, like let's just, let's look, I'm going to, I'm going to take this close to home. Did my, did my scientist parents give me ADHD?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, if you were too perfect, then you would, then you might stand out. You might get suspicious. So they had to program some flaws, but but that, that did they program you with the flaws or was it just like a random one? Like, did they pick your flaws? So I mean, we're really going down the, uh, really going down the rabbit hole.
0: Um, uh, I'm sorry. I was looking at something shiny. Uh, can they remove my ADHD?
1: <laughs> you don't know. You're not uh, going to know till you find out, man. Oh man.
0: Uh, you a lot know of, a lot of questions built into this. There are a lot of questions. Uh, this is a tough one, man, because Good. Well, no, but like even to be real with it, if for some reason this was real yep. and, and they were doing this, what is like really what is that? We're gonna get super existential. Um, which I may have mispronounced. Yeah, I believe so, but that's fine. <laughs> existential. existential. Existential ex Can you please speak for me? <laughs> existential. Existential. Oh. We're gonna get see, maybe is that the flaw they gave me? Anyway. <laughs>
1: you You pronounce it uh uh egg specially <laughs> uh
0: supposedly anyway, supposedly um oh man like so I, I just want to add to what time is it I just want to add to this like if this was me as a Christian, and then I, that's
1: a whole other kettle of worms that's a, right a whole
0: there. other what what you know what does that mean about mortality and life after death and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. so, if I was a robot, what I want to know? I, you know what? I got to go no. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know because then I'm like, well, yes, and then please plug your USB cord into me and give me an upgrade. <laughs> uh, um, or a factory reset if you don't like it. Th- there's the thing. Remember um, uh, Data from, yep. from Star Trek The Next Generation had like a, a switch on him. That, yeah, I know, a little light switch. A little light switch that that only a couple people knew, but if you found it, Lights out, data. Yeah, big time. So that's the other thing. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. No, I've gotta. I'm, I'm going no. If I was a robot and I and and I couldn't tell, I wouldn't want to know.
1: Yeah, I uh, myself, I kind of went back and forth. I kind of think I would want to know just because it'd be kind of interesting. Like you know, my parents, you know, still love me and yada yada yada. So I don't think that would affect me. Ooh, but, what?
0: Yes? Hold on. Mm-hmm. What, what does that say about um, your identity as an individual? Are you an individual or, or are you property?
1: Well, that's, <laughs> we're getting another data Star Trek thing. But, that is the, that is the question is if I knew and I like talked about it, then maybe I would just be considered property. And then, so, I mean, I was just thinking of the, would I want to know, but then you brought up some big, some big ones, big points as far as my bad, uh, <laughs> like soul wise. And then also, um, uh, also, uh, just like, would you be property? Like all of a sudden you wouldn't be able to do whatever that might revoke my, my license and my passport and whatever. Cause I'm a self-driving car at this point. <laughs> that's oh, wow uh,
0: now all right so you'd say yes you'd want to know I'm saying no I don't want to know uh, it, uh, I think this
1: is gonna be a much better uh, turn turnout to uh, on our Yahoo or our Yahoo our Facebook poll so uh, I'm gonna have it up uh, tomorrow when we post this um, would if you were a robot without like superpowers would you want to know
0: all right? Um, we're going to move on to a Yahoo answer question, Lucas, and uh, I'm sure our um, our listener musical Zebra96 will be super pumped to hear this one. Um, Lucas, do owls get energy from
1: the sun? See, this makes... Absolutely no sense because owls are famously nocturnal. <laughs> right. Like if if, if, if someone if someone asked, do owls get power from the moon? It would still be ridiculous, but it would at least make more sense. Uh, unless they think they're charging up during the day, they're like solar batteries, and then they're like take off during the night and just eat mice to their heart's content.
0: Uh, I didn't add it into the notes, but someone was just going off on the poor person that asked this question and was like, but but in their explanation, they were like, owls come alive at, <laughs> at night. And I'm like, oh no, they're this is going <laughs> crazy. Um, uh, user love says No. They have USB plugs that they use to charge themselves during the day, so they're ready for, for the night. Um, I like the next one even better. Okay. Uh, why don't you read it then?
1: User Barber says, yes, you should have learned this in school. What is wrong with this generation knowing that all birds are solar-powered? Or not knowing that all birds are solar-powered. <laughs> <coughs> If you look right in the
0: crown of of an owl's head, you will find a little solar panel there. It's an mm-hmm. organic one. We're really getting kind of back into the 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 robot organic kind of talk. Would that
1: robot want to know?
0: Would that robot owl want to know? <laughs> um, so you know what's interesting though is that we all get something if we're if we want if we want to get real, we all get Down something. Yeah, we all get something from the sun. What we
1: get? Vitamin D from the sun. Vitamin D, and I mean, looking at the old pyramid, you know, uh, plants get power from the sun. We eat plants, and the cooler of us eat animals that eat plants. Uh, so, you it's know, indirectly, we get our power life. from the sun as well.
0: I Sorry, I was just singing Circle of Life <laughs> from Lion King, although I, I couldn't really hear myself, so I may have been a little pitchy. Hard to tell.
1: <laughs> well, I couldn't hear you either, actually, uh, so uh, you're
0: safe. I'll go back and auto-tune.
1: <laughs> Good. Um... <clears throat>
0: So do owls get energy from the sun? Yeah. But I don't know. It's quite like this person's asking. See what seemed like a stupid question? The
1: answer was yes. The good thing is, and that's just like, maybe that's the secret to like being a lawyer. If you dig hard enough, you can make the dumbest, wrongest thing seem correct.
0: (laughs) Uh, Listen, let's not tick off any lawyers, all
1: right? (laughs) Yeah, That's true. We may need them on our side with all of our podcast sampling. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's now
0: time for our Not A Sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. All right, this is Take 20 because I'm too excited about this Not A Sponsor. Today, I'm going to bring you an exclusive brand, an exclusive item that you can only get at one store. That's right. We're talking Walmart. You still there? Listen, great value regular potato chips. 200 grams in a bag, 97 cents. Plus, you know, tax and all that. Game night, movie night, or family night, great value potato chips are the ideal snack for any occasion and are perfect for sharing. And they're available in a variety of flavors and sizes. There's no trans fats, guys. We're going to do the ingredient list? Yes, we are. Potatoes, full stop. Oh, canola and or sunflower oil, salt. My favorite flavor is the regular. I've tried all those other name brand snack chips, but these are the exclusive Walmart brand chip. And there is a 90-day return policy on these things if you order them online and aren't satisfied. That's neat. And in my opinion, nobody does it better at satisfying that salty craving than Walmart's Great Value regular potato chips. Not a sponsor.
1: All right, Brad. Before, sorry to interrupt. Before we jump into this, let me tell you, as someone who has played a lot of video games over chat headsets with you for over a decade now, I can testify. I can't testify to what great value uh, brand chips taste like, but I can guarantee they have earth eardrum shattering uh, loudness. They're extremely loud because (laughs) when Brad says he gets he's getting snacky while we're playing Halo or whatever. I know to turn my volume down, or I will lose some hearing.
0: Wow, way to to really come in there and really sell it. Over the top now.
1: But they really, they sound delicious, but also terrifying. Anyway, for (laughs) 97 cents, they should really give them a try.
0: We should really call Walmart and warn them about the droves of people that'll be coming. Get
1: Get the shelf stocked, Walmart. Buy two bags, get some uh, some earplugs for free.
0: Oh, my goodness. Lucas, Lucas, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's true. I do do a lot of snacking. Um, can't get this kind of form and figure without <laughs> the great value chips. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into our, uh, our next segment where we're asking some questions. Uh, tough questions with tough answers, although this one isn't super tough. Um, but I was just thinking and, and, um, kind of looking through some different topics about what we could talk about. And this one really jumped out at me. Um, is mentorship important right off the bat? Um, people might not even know what mentorship is. Um, and so I'm wondering Lucas, if we can, I know that you know about it and and we've certainly talked, especially in, um, in and around leadership and, and development as an individual and all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking this might be a good one for us to, uh, to talk about for a bit. Uh,
1: it's those little white mint candies that come in the tube. Oh, uh, no. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you meant mentorship, not mentors. <laughs> um, so mentorship is essentially... Um, someone with more experience or knowledge than you, kind of showing you along a path or as a guide. Not someone there to solve all your problems, but someone who can give you advice. Someone who's been down the road you're on before and can help you. Um, a, kind of a classic movie example of this would be Yoda. Um, actually, I was listening to another podcast one time, and he talked about the fact that um, every most stories have a main character, but they also have a uh, kind of a guide character or a mentor character as well that kind of shows them the path.
0: Sure, and it's funny. I was looking at the notes and I saw that you had bracketed Yoda, which, for some reason, I thought you meant that what you were saying was a quote from Yoda, but it, <laughs> it wasn't in his you know uh, vernacular. Yeah. So I was super confused. <laughs> Not solve all your problems. I don't. I don't do a good Yoda. No. Um. Does. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've thought about mentorship, and and it's something that we talk a lot about in the church. You know, and there's we there are whole ministries that are devoted towards quote unquote mentorship. Uh, another way of of saying mentorship would be a, a word that we use in the church as well called discipleship. Um, but mentorship, I think, is a little bit different. They can they can be the same, but when I think of a mentorship, I really see I kind of what you said. There is someone specific that is. Um, pouring into my life, not like you said, not solving all my problems, but as I'm growing and journeying, they walk alongside me and I get to learn um, from them and different things. And, you know, I think, um, I think it's important for us as individuals and certainly as Christians to really consider the idea of, do I have a mentor? Is there somebody that's pouring into my life that's helping me along? And, am I pouring into somebody? And I, I think it's important too, to, to know that as a mentor, you don't have all the answers and you don't need to have that pressure of, of having that. And if you find a mentor who tells you they have all the answers, you do not want that mentor. Find the new mentor. <laughs> Immediately. Right now. Get out of that mentor relationship. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, we see mentorship in scripture. Um, Cause I, for me, I wanted to be able to take it back to the Bible and go, okay, th- the one man who I would want to emulate more than any is Jesus. And so, did Jesus mentor people? And it doesn't take long to read that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Jesus selected twelve men to mentor, uh, or and we would also say, you know, to disciple them, to teach them um, about the kingdom of heaven, to teach them, you know, about who he is, about who God is, about who they are. Um, and you know, mentorship relationships don't always work out, um, right? Like Judas, who, who was mentored by Jesus still in the end, didn't get it and betrayed him. So just because you have a mentor or you're mentoring someone doesn't mean that it's always going to work out, especially if you're the mentor. Um, sometimes as a mentor, we could take an awful lot of responsibility for the other person's actions and, um, I, I don't know. Have you ever been in a mentor relationship, Lucas? Or
1: are you currently in one? Um, yeah. You know, I've been in them before. And I'm kind of in – there's some – and there's not like an official like, will you be my mentor? It's like, yes, you may be my mentee or whatever. But, uh, you know, my my boss has definitely mentored me a lot, you know, in a lot of in, – in leadership and in and all kinds of kind of facets like that. And I've, I've appreciated that. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously – you know, like my father, like parents can be a natural mentor. And Absolutely. especially when you're young, that's where they start off. And then sometimes you kind of outgrow them as a mentor. Sometimes you don't. Like I would still uh, consider anything my dad said to be very wise. Um, so, you know, there's mentorship there. That's where you kind of start a lot of the time. But then you can find other mentors along the way. And one thing I, I have it written for later on in our talk, but I think I should say it now is most people have multiple mentors. Like mm-hmm. as you get older anyway, yep. it's, it's stuff that... Um, sorry, I got a got a message on Messenger that ding super loud in my ear. Um, you you know you might have a mentor about your financial stuff. You might have a mentor about sure. marriage. You might have a mentor about whatever. You might be you might find the you know that one perfect person that seems to be great at giving advice on all these things. But a lot of the time, you're going to have someone you know more for one side than the other. Um, so you yeah. said you said
0: something I thought was interesting. You may find someone that is great at giving advice in all those areas. Um, I think you can find that easily. What I mm-hmm. think, what I think is hard to find is someone whose advice actually is, is shown in how they live.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: and, and I don't want to sound disparaging to, to people, but you know what I'm saying? And we, yep. we, we kind of said it at the top that if you find someone that says they've got it all together, there's probably something wrong <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> well, one thing like for me, um, you know, like I said, like I've gotten some mentorship from my boss and, and I've gotten mentorship, not really, I guess it's not mentorship. I was gonna say through books, but that's, it's, that's not mentorship. That's just knowledge. I've gotten knowledge. And, it, and I was thinking, you know, I need, I need some more mentorship, um, just in my life. Cause you know, my boss is busy and, and it would be good to have some other perspectives and stuff. Sure. And I, and I kind of, and I, I remember hearing Andy Stanley talk about one time, he says, the problem is if someone would be a great mentor, Chances are they're super busy already and it's super hard to find someone who would be an excellent mentor who has the time to mentor you like, yeah. unless you're just lucky that you happen to just strike gold with them or whatever. He says – and that's why he talked about having multiple mentors for different things. So I kind of struck upon the idea of um, – I said, okay, well, for this year, my leadership goal and my kind of personal development goal is I'm going to talk with a different Christian leader – Every month, and I've—I think I might be a month behind. I had one slow month there, but uh, but I've done it. I've met with um, pastors, and you know, you know, people with PhDs, and but it wasn't so much the the positions I was interested in it's because these were men who I've been impressed with seeing their life, you know, like, right. uh, their, their life isn't a train wreck. You know, like I've, I've seen people, you, 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 you'll always see people who might be like excellent in business, but their kids don't like them and their marriage is falling apart. Like I'm not interested in talking to those people. Sure. Um, I'm interested in talking to people who, you know, they've, they may have found success in one area, but the other parts of life are also solid.
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, and
1: I found that to be, Really helpful. And, and and also it helps because a lot of these people are high caliber folks and they're so busy. They don't have time to talk to me all the time. But it's nice. And getting different perspectives has been also very helpful. But although I don't know if that – I also don't know if that falls under mentorship because I feel like that's more of an ongoing relationship. So I'm getting the right. kind of cheater version, but which is good. But I think uh, – in most people's life, you want to try to find someone who you can, who can continue to pour into you. So as you're making progress, they can kind of give you feedback and help you with that kind of thing.
0: Right. And it's, it's one thing to live life together with someone who you admire and who you're, you know, kind of picking things up on the fly. It's mm-hmm. an, it's another thing to have an intentional, um, mentorship relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, I think it's super important. I mean, for, um, you know, going through in ministry and becoming a pastor and, and just developing that for me, I've needed mentors. I've needed um, pastors that would come alongside me and would challenge me and would, you know, teach and show me what, what they've learned and, you know, maybe mistakes they've made, you know, successes they've had and, and all that. And I'm not trying to become these people. I am, I'm, I'm me, but, but I've got a lot to learn, and and I think that um, one of the great things about mentorship is it forces us to be humble, and and put put our pride and and our ego aside, and go, you know what? I've got things to learn. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's I think it's interesting because mentorship is how the church began. It was Jesus discipling and mentoring these twelve guys that would then he would then kind of he would. Well, he. Have you heard of keychain leadership? No. Keychain leadership is this idea of like so. For instance, um, I have the keys to certain ministries and certain areas of ministry, and keychain. The idea of keychain leadership is that I bring people along and give them the keys. To take ownership of, of different things mm-hmm. that I've been doing and, and working together with them until eventually it's this whole idea of working yourself out of a job right? It's bringing yep. people along behind you uh, and so that they can be the next ones and have the keys and it's giving these keys up. but and I, and I think that Jesus did that with the disciples it, it, that he literally you know had the keys to the kingdom and he was giving them these keys and saying, you know all power and authority uh, in, in heaven and earth has been given to me and then he sends them out. Um, but I think it's interesting that um, that we can look in Scripture and see that that we're called to be mentored, and we're called to go out and mentor. Or mm-hmm. the word we might be more comfortable with in the church is we're called to be disciples, mm-hmm. and we're called to disciple. So for instance, Jesus said, John 12, 26, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the father will honor him. So, and you know this, Lucas, um, the whole relationship that they had back then, was it wasn't just with Jesus. There were other quote unquote disciples or people that were in mentorship relationships like John the Baptist. There were a group of people that followed him to learn from him and he taught them. But but do you think that John had anybody feeding into him? I, I've got to think that John didn't reach the pinnacle of, you know, of success and everything. There had to be people that were pouring into him and he poured into other people. And, and you know, you can look at different examples, I think, anyway, through scripture of people that you can see um, that, you know, like Stephen, who was, you know, stoned to death in Acts was someone that had been mentored and brought up and and he went out to try to make disciples as well so then so I think just taking that one scripture I think is um, you can see that that there is a need to be a uh, a disciple or to be mentored to find someone number one, Jesus through through scripture, right and let scripture speak to you and let him speak to you uh, I, I, I I'm going to go off on a rabbit trail for a second only because I think it's important that, um, you know, you made the distinction between mentorship and reading a book that's knowledge. And I mm-hmm. think that we would agree, uh, and you can argue with me if you want, uh, um, that scripture is different because the Holy Spirit is an active force when you're reading and, and leading you into truth. So it's not, yes, you can gain knowledge from scripture, but, but there is an opportunity for you to actually encounter God through His Word and through the presence of the Holy Spirit, with you teaching you, so that what you're you're actually being mentored by, by God when you're reading. I think there's a distinction between reading the Bible with that type of attitude, than you know uh, uh, maybe a leadership book about different practices. You know, seven seven habits of a highly effective leader.
1: I I agree with that 100%. I know that because um, like a book is just downloading knowledge. But the, the whole point of like mentorship or discipleship is basically living life with someone and seeing how they really do it. Almost like an apprenticeship. It's like, right. you want to be good at being a blacksmith? Well, come blacksmith with me for two years and you'll learn all the tricks. More than I could just teach you, you're going to watch me do it. Yeah. And so for, for me, when I'm looking at something and I want to know, like, is that right? Is that wrong? What should I do? I look to the Bible and Scripture and say, like, what would Jesus do? What did Jesus do? And that's where I learned about it from the Bible. So yeah, you're 100 percent right. Like we can be um, mentored or, or or kind of discipled by Jesus or by the, or by you know God through reading the Bible. So that is a very good distinction to make. And uh,
0: just to kind of to bring that one home in my mind, I think I, I want to say um, the difference is this: you could read all the leadership stuff from andy stanley and it's great material it's great knowledge you could implement it in your life and all that but until Mm -hmm. you actually have a relationship with andy stanley where you're walking with him like to me i think there's a huge difference there there's a huge Mm -hmm. benefit to that relationship as opposed to just picking the books up off the shelf now not everybody can obviously go and hang out with andy stanley and just walk and follow him right that would be weird that would be weird um but I, but I think the difference here is that relationship aspect. So again, yep. when you approach scripture, it's not out of this download of knowledge, and knowledge is good, but that's not the point. It's about the relationship, and and that's where that mentorship with with God with Jesus um, takes place. The other thing is this, and 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 I want to share this because I in my head mentorship is it, there's there's a point I think I want to bring home with this. Um, So the first scripture from John 12, 26, we see that we're called to follow, to be mentored, to be disciples. And then through that process, there's a shift that happens where we're actually told to go and do likewise. So Jesus in Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's the kind of mentor I want.
1: Well, it's funny because I was just listening. I was at Costco doing my shopping trip and uh, getting my 1,000 eggs and 10 pounds of peanut butter or whatever. And, <laughs> uh, and I was listening to the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast, which is super good. I think I've plugged it on this thing before. But um, at the end of it, he says, don't delegate tasks, delegate authority. So basically saying, like, if you want to be uh, a good leader, you're not just going to give, you know, the people that, you're, that are working for you, you're not just going to keep giving them jobs, you're going to give them uh, authority. So instead of saying, go clean the bathroom this way, this way, this way, say, hey, can I put you in charge of, the, of like, the bathroom? Yeah. Which would be a weird thing to say. But you know, you know what I'm saying. No. I'm, I'm putting, instead of saying, clean the closet out this way, put all this stuff here, put that there, say, you're in charge of the closet. Yep. And see what you do with it. Right. Yeah. So, and that's what, and it's funny because I was, I was reading that and I even wrote it down on my shopping list because I thought it was such an important little quote from him. I thought it was a good one. And then, but that's what it's talking about here. You know, Jesus didn't just give us a task. He gave us authority. Right. So
0: with that authority, he then said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Right there. We see right, right there teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. So we see Jesus is the mentor now sending out those that he had been mentoring and saying, now you, you are to become the mentors um, and you're to teach what you've learned. And then he said, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Um, you know, it, for us, there are there are mentors that will be with us for a bit and there'll be some that, you know, uh, will be with us for our life. You know, Lucas, like you said, you know, parents and things like that, like we'll have our parents as long as the Lord allows. And, you know, um, others may be for a season. I am super encouraged that Jesus said that, that even though he sent us out, that he's with us always. Um, but the point I want to make is this, is that I think we can see through scripture just from a couple of verses here. And I, I well, no, I'm just going to stop right there. Is that we should be being mentored and mentoring at the same time. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that have an awful lot to give and share, but don't feel like they know how maybe, or that they're qualified. Um, the the church was started by, by fishermen and tax collectors and, You know, like the uneducated and the disliked and the disenfranchised. That's how the church began. And and these are now the mentors that we're going out and sharing. So, you know, it's to me, I I heard it once said uh, from a Christian leader that, and you don't need to use this number specifically, but you should be able to look and see three people that are mentoring you right now. If you're really serious about this, three different people. And then you should be able to look on the other side and go, who am I mentoring? And be able to find at least three people that you are intentionally mentoring. And that takes time. That is not easy. Because now that's six totally different relationships that you're trying to foster and work with and, and all that. So I'm not saying you have to go for that number.
1: But maybe start with one. And, it, and again, remember, it doesn't have to be this big official like sign yes. a contract thing. You are being mentored for sure by somebody. You might just not think of it. Um, and same thing, you're probably doing some mentoring already. And, and I was talking about this in my leadership class. And I said, listen, you all, and it's funny because, you know, we're, we're going through this, this John Maxwell book and it talks about, you know, like pouring into others and mentoring them and stuff. And, you know, sometimes I get people saying like, this doesn't apply to us. We're students. You know, we're not, you know, some big boss of a big company and said, you know, you guys have a lot that you to offer you know there's yeah. um, everyone can mentor yep. if you're a high school student do you have any idea how much street cred you have with middle schoolers like a lot more than i do um and if, if you're a middle schooler you are the sun the moon and the stars to a grade one kid they think you are the coolest thing in the world absolutely so so just you know and you might not have all the answers it, it, which the, the secret is nobody does but you can show them um show them some ideas, show them some things, you know, I've, I've been mentored, uh, when I was a young teacher and I'm, now I'm on the, into the phase of my life where I'm doing some mentoring of younger teachers myself. And I find it very fulfilling. And, and it's, and I start by saying, listen, I've been where you're at. Like which is, there's a value in me just saying that because it lets Mm -hmm. them know they're not alone. It lets them know that like, like, Hey, they like, I've made this super dumb mistake when I'm back in the day and like, Oh, I made that mistake today. It's like yeah, right. it happens, like yeah, yeah. you know, and and so they feel so they feel like they're not alone, and they see a path. Like hey, I'm gonna get to this this phase at some point, you know. Um, and I had teachers I looked up to, and that that even when they weren't there, I sometimes would ask myself, well, what would this teacher do in this situation? Sure. And that and that would you know kind of help me out. Just and again, it was through seeing him or her in action because I've I've again multiple mentors, right? Like I had there's a couple super solid teachers that I'm like, man, these people they're not perfect, but they they've figured it out through a lot of trial and error and I see their end result and I want to get that end result too. Yeah. So the question
0: at the very beginning was, uh, is mentorship important? Who would you be today? Luke, who would you be without it right now? Like where, where would you be without having, having had a mentor?
1: I, I don't know. I honestly don't know someone who actually cared enough to tell me things I didn't want to hear to, to things I needed to know, like I've had a, my a mentor before tell me something like here's something that you don't know you're doing. It's kind of a weird little like trait you have, and people find it distracting. And I'm so thankfully did because I I pulled back on it. I became more. I I knew I was doing it, but I wasn't. I wasn't aware other people were aware of it. You know. So sometimes it's like telling you good things to do, and sometimes it's telling you stuff to stop doing. And I've notice a difference since i've started doing some of the things like and here's the other thing if you're being mentored listen to them and do the stuff if you don't want to have a mentor the quickest way to not have a mentor is to just not listen to anything that they're saying yeah yeah because then you're then they're like okay you're wasting my time not in like a mean way but it's like oh if you're not interested in my advice that's fine you don't have to be but um like for example the people i've mentored I've, 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 there's a couple I've mentored and they've kind of taken stuff to heart and they've, they've tried things and they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some I've, I've kind of like put the feelers out there and I've kind of thrown a few like books there to way, their way sure. or just whatever. And they're just like, nope, not interested, which is fine. But I'm not going to like keep trying to <laughs> force mentor them. <laughs> That's not really how it works.
0: That's right. And you're not trying to turn them into you. You're all, no, journey- exactly. No, you're all journeying together and, and, throwing things that you've learned along the way their way and and the crazy thing is even if you're the mentor you probably learn things from them you know mm-hmm. as you're doing it together um, oh yeah uh, the last thing I want to toss into this just for uh, consideration is and you brought it up if your mentor if you have a mentor or you're going to begin searching for that or maybe you're thinking you know what I wouldn't mind identifying a couple people I can think of a couple people that I would love to just you know work with talk to live mm-hmm. life together and share um, if you are not being challenged, if, if you're not being called out for something, you know, you're, we're not perfect. So it's got to come up. There's got to be something. And if you're, you know, then talk to your mentor and say, Hey, listen, I need you to be real with me. And, and if you're a mentor and you're not willing to really go there with your people, you're not helping them. Exactly. Uh, I, um, without going into much detail, I had a, a crisis point in ministry early on. Um, oh, how long ago would it have been? Anyway, and a pastor who was was a friend but was also mentoring me, we sat down on the couch and had a real talk. And he said words to me that I'm not going to repeat, not because they were bad, but because it was a <laughs> private conversation it changed the trajectory of ministry for me um, because the rubber hit the road. He was willing to say what needed to be said to me in love. And he challenged me and he didn't ditch me. You know, we had we had more years of ministry after that together that were fantastic and we still stay in touch. Um, but if you're not willing to do that and go there with someone, then you're not helping. I would, I really, I, Man, I don't. You know, you don't know what the future holds, but I wonder if I'd be a ministry of a headman for that conversation. Or there were, uh, there would have been way harder lessons and way more hurt that I probably would have had mm-hmm. to go through had he not stepped in when he did.
1: And you had to be humble enough to accept it, not just say, "What do you know?"
0: Uh, well, yeah. There's certainly a. There is that.
1: Yep. Um, one thing to think about, and I know we have lots of high schoolers that listen. If you're thinking, you know, I love a mentor. I don't know if I have a mentor. A great person to talk to might be, you know, your youth pastor or mm-hmm. someone to say, "Hey, I'm looking for some mentorship and it could be your youth pastor mentoring you. That's kind of part of their job sometimes or they might partner you with somebody, right? Yeah. I know I've seen lots of that kind of thing happen. I remember my brother when he was in high school, it was I forget how it happened, but somehow he got partnered with this like 80 year old retired missionary that we, none of us knew. And he would like go over and like hang out with her like once a month or whatever. And she would tell him all these stories of being a missionary. And it was, like, and they, they had this cool little friendship that never would have happened. And she, you know, kind of taught him things and, and and all kinds of stuff like that. So you, you, you never know. But one thing I've discovered from doing my little experiment where I get a different person to give me a little, um, you know, micro mentorship every month is the fact that I've, I've, been, I've done probably six of them so far. So far, no one said no, because if someone asks you, hey, you look like you have a lot of wisdom. Would you sit down with me for a few minutes over coffee and share yeah. some wisdom? That's not something people say no to easily. So, you know, people people love sharing what they know, so just be bold. Like, you can get someone to maybe help you set it up, or if you just see someone in your sphere, say, hey, I, I'd love to get coffee with you and maybe pick your brain about some questions. That's another great thing. Bring some questions for them that they can answer and help you answer.
0: Absolutely. If you are serious about identifying a mentor in your area or through your church or if you're not associated with the church but would like to connect with a mentor, um, please feel free to reach out to us not that we know all the mentors out there but we would certainly be willing to uh, to you know do a, a, a something search not a sponsor Google uh, but no we, we'd be more than happy to try to connect you w- with uh, a Christian uh, mentor and uh, and help you there uh, Lucas why don't we uh, I see in the notes that we've had an answer come in on that whole distracted driving
1: question Props, uh, yeah.
0: do you want to give a shout out do you want to give we a shout sh- out to him sh-
1: Sure. Yeah. My, my brother Jonah, he got back to us. I will, uh, I will, I will do probably what he would like me to do and say, you know, this is not like official legal advice or anything like that, but just out of curiosity, we asked, you know, and he said the tricky part is, is it's different province by province. So you don't always know. Um, but you know, especially if you if you were trying to change out of a out of a jacket, and you got in a like at a car accident. Yeah, you'd probably get into some kind of a trouble for that. But uh, the thing I thought that was pretty funny was uh, was he sent me a uh, a screen cap of uh, of one for uh, Alberta uh, and because that's where he had been for a while, and they came in pretty early, and I think it was pretty tough. But uh, I got this is pretty funny. It said. Uh, talking about prohibited activities. So if you are on the highway, this is highway specific. Okay. You are, You are. it says, uh, let's see. No individual shall drive or operate a vehicle on a highway while engaged in an act, uh, in one of these following acts, the individual from the operation of the vehicle, including but not limited to. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. Things you can't do. Reading or viewing printed material located within the vehicle other than the equipment gauge uh, or, uh, or some kind of a sound system. Okay. Uh, enga- engaging in personal grooming or hygiene. <laughs> so All no right. brushing your teeth. Sure. No sure. putting on makeup. Sure. Uh, any other activity prescribed by the regulation. But my favorite one was you are prohibited from writing, printing, or sketching. So if you think you're going to get out there with your watercolors and just start yeah, yeah, set yeah. up the easel. And, you know, get yeah. a beautiful picture, you know, paint a picture of the sunset. Uh, I'm sorry, but Alberta says, no, thank you. Oh, we're just going to put a little happy little bush there? And, ah! <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the other ones I get, and, you know, like eating cereal or whatever, although it's not on here, but I think I'm sure it would still get you in trouble. But the writing, printing, and sketching was, Did- it must be common enough that they had to put it in here. So someone's just, like, sketching up a storm, driving with their knees.
0: I suppose cursive is included in writing right because when it said <laughs> writing printing i'm like huh is cursive
1: loophole-
0: is cursive fair game no no i was writing in cursive <laughs> officer look it's calligraphy it's all tied together. yeah really uh, <laughs> i was hieroglyphing and it i'm totally fine <laughs> yeah. there's nothing
1: in here about hieroglyphs so as far as going back to the the code question um you you I mean it it, de- it would depend on the province and all that stuff so but you know I should have done and I even thought about this like I should just pull over and take off my jacket so well uh, do do better than uh, the bald eagle <laughs> be a beard man don't be a bald eagle
0: oh there there's there's the yeah there's Goobies the p the PSA <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um I think it I think we need to make sure that you all know that we are talking about this in a comedy form certainly and that we are not giving any. Any legal advice, and if you Mm -hmm. really want to know the law in your specific province or state, if you're in the states or wherever you may find yourself, Mm -hmm. please check with your local police force. Yes, They can tell you for sure. We cannot. We're going to goof on them. And Lucas has now placed a bag on his nose that looks like a clown nose. With that... It's time to move on to wrapping this thing up. Lucas. Yes. Well, Lucas, thank you for giving up another one of your evenings to spend it with us, goofing on some stuff, having some conversation, and just, you know, just enjoying each other's company. At least that's how I feel.
1: Uh, I feel the same way. It was a lot of fun. Um, now, since we're bringing this plan for a landing, just a reminder you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Oxford Holy Club. In fact, on Facebook tomorrow, there should be a new poll up that you can vote on. Uh, you can also email us, OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com, or use the hashtag OHClub on the social media. Uh, five-star ratings on iTunes are greatly appreciated, and if you leave us a five-star rating, we will read it on the air, as you've seen the last two podcasts. And if you can become a supporter of this podcast
0: with a small monthly donation just to help sustain future episodes. We don't do this for the money. We're not trying to bring in all the ad revenue and all that. It's nice and it can help upgrade equipment and, you know, um, invest into Oxford Holy Club and maybe future projects, but um, So it's not necessary, but it is greatly appreciated. You can go as low as $1, $5, or up to $10 um, a month. And if you're looking to figure out how to do that, you can head on over to our anchor page. uh, And you can find the podcast there um, and, and make your donation that way. But more importantly, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have
1: fun.